Welcome to The Perfect Storm, a bi-weekly podcast for business executives and cybersecurity professionals. Industry veterans Michael Markulek and Matthew Webster chat with guests about the latest cyber news, threats, and trends, and how all of it impacts their businesses. Harbor Technology Group is a cybersecurity consulting firm that offers advisory services to the SMB. Harbor believes by taking a proactive rather than reactive approach to cybersecurity, business leaders can develop a cybersecurity program that will address external requirements, exceed client expectations, and ultimately take their organization to the next level. Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Perfect Storm, cybersecurity podcast. Uh, My guest today is Jean-Guy Latour. Um, He is the IT administrator and also recently promoted to uh, assistant business administrator uh, for Bloomfield Township. Uh, Jean-Guy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming, Michael. I appreciate I appreciate the time, and um, hopefully I can share some good uh, information with uh, the audience. Great. So just take a, uh, a couple of minutes and, you know, kind of tell us about your role at the township and kind of the, the unique challenges that municipalities face as they address the cybersecurity threat. All right. All right. Thank you again. Uh, so uh, as Michael mentioned, I am uh, John Guillotour. I've been with the township of Bloomfield for about 10 years, going on 11. Um and I have sort of like a, a, an inter- interesting role because I'm the IT director slash CIO. Uh, and also recently, as you mentioned in February, I was asked to become uh, the assistant administrator, which was great. And I think uh, across the board, um, I'm being applauded for that because I'm hoping that's a trend because one of the challenges as IT personnel have is getting a seat at the table. Every chance I get to speak publicly, that's one of the things I, I try to mention. We need a seat at the table. And uh, in order to actually communicate with, top, with the powers that be, some of the IT challenges that we face and that they actually can um, make us uh, a little bit uh, more stronger in, in combating. Uh, so that's um, one of the exciting things that's happening in the township of Bloomfield that we have uh, uh, an elected officials, elected officials that actually see that trend. Um, I believe there's another town, I want to say either in Texas, that the IT director also is wearing two hats um, and became assistant administrator. So I'm hoping that th- this has been coming a trend because uh, as IT directors, we see all projects. Um, I always, I have a saying, if you're pouring concrete, you, you know, make sure you call the town uh, attorney. But if you're pouring concrete and you're putting any smart poll there, call the township attorney and the IT director because it's we're probably going to be involved. Um, so we're pretty much see have a seat at the table with everything that that involves um, towns and uh, projects. Well, that's great. And one of the things that I, I've noticed both on the business side as well as the, you know, we'll call it the governmental, the, the municipality side, is a trend that the business, um, the operations, are much more IT dependent. Um, so, you know, I, I think having that seat at the table and being able to be part of projects 
even if it's, you know, standing up a new HR system or, you know, making decisions about what you're doing, you know, connecting libraries in a senior center, all of those kind of things, all of those projects that municipalities work on or businesses work on are are really IT projects at the heart of them today. Yeah. Uh, And when I joined the, um, uh, the public sector about 10 years ago, a little bit over 10 years, I came from the private sector. I was from the private sector about 15 years. I noticed a trend when I first came on where systems and, and towns as far as technology were about three generations behind. And now 10 years, um, moving forward 10 years, I think we're right there with the public sector. And 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 I, I put that because I see a lot more partnership with uh, private sector as far as technology. Uh, the police side is definitely getting a lot of the technologies that, that, that the private sector has been using with ALPRs. And with that being said, um, and camera systems, um, security became a big part of it. We're becoming, as far as technology, right hand in hand with the public, with the private sector. So a lot of the uh, security uh, is becoming now part of the everyday language in cybersecurity and in townships or or towns across America. Uh, Since we become so high tech, um, and we have to safeguard not only our network, but the information that we we gather or we try to share with the public. Yeah, and as you become more high tech, right, as you now have what I'll consider information workers, right, it used to be, you know, accounting clerks that worked on, you know, pieces of paper, right? Now everything's electronic, uh-huh. everything's connected. You know, what challenges do you have, you know, training the staff? And, and specifically, you know, I know we've worked together on some some awareness training, but you know how important is you know cybersecurity, information security awareness training uh, for your staff? Um, we've been doing it about, for about four or five years now, and, and I can tell the latest trend is mostly getting um, personnel to actually buy into the training. Um, but I think we have about an eighty percent. If you look at an aggregate report card, 80% of the users here, and it didn't start like that. 80% of users right now take the training and communicate with me saying, wow, this is great information. I did not know it, that both social engineering and cybersecurity, as, a, as it encompassed every part of our lives, a lot of the things that we take for granted, not only at work, but in a personal level. But uh, it takes time. It takes, um, when we first launched, um, um, the, the cybersecurity training uh, uh, initiative, a lot of people were, were skeptical. Uh, but about four or five years now, I think we have we have the staff trained to look for red flags, to communicate with, with the IT staff if they see anything. Um, also to use it as a personal um, um, uh, mechanism, because as I tell my staff, even when you're at home, especially after the pandemic where a lot of us take work home now, you're not really isolated at home either. You may bring something into this infrastructure, either working from home or just uh, being as mobile as we've become after the uh, pandemic. So the training exposes them to a lot of the tools, a lot of the tactics that that the cybersecurity uses and just uh, making them privy of those things and be a little bit more, more worried. I call them, I call I call it the scare tactic, but it's just education. I you know I I think the scare tactic works a little bit in the beginning, but but eventually, if you're delivering 
you know, good quality content and good information, I think it's important. And I think you hit on an important point, right? It's not just, you know, at work, it's at home. It's how you use your cell phone. It's how you use your, your personal devices. Because I'm a big believer that if, if somebody loses you know, identity theft or loses their credentials, you know, that's going to affect their work performance as well. So, you know, I, I think a, a good cyber awareness training program not only focuses on the day-to-day business things, but focuses on some of those basic fundamentals, like not reusing passwords and, you know, looking for social engineering clues. Um, so I, I think that that's definitely a trend that's out there. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And then I, I, I could, one person that actually, every time the, the cybersecurity training goes out, he takes it, he calls me, um, this is uh, the recreation director. And he said, look, I'm, uh, I'm going to forward this to my wife and, and, and um, we're just going to, because I think she's, she works from home and he just shares the information with his, his with his family, with his uh, better half. And, and he's excited about it. I have some um, other people in the, in the court, in the courts who actually share the information with their family members. And, 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 and that's, that, that's, I think that's the only way we actually get better um, um, as far as uh, sharing the information and being a little smarter consumers of information. And, and, and like I said, uh, the public sector, we're, we're, we're now consumed in information and technology. And now we have to figure out how to be smarter custodians of those, uh, of those technologies. Right. No, I, I think it's important. And I, I also think that you were uh, an early adopter in kind of changing the model from, you know, what used to be training was PowerPoints and donuts, right? You would put everybody in a, put everybody in a conference room, get a, you know, get a, get a box of donuts and make them sit through an hour and a half lecture on cybersecurity. But, you know, I know working together with you, um, you know, you've embraced that kind of, um, you know, web-based, um, you know, short monthly training. And I think that goes a long way to kind of reinforcing. So it's not once a year, it's every month that you're touching your employees with uh, with awareness training. Yeah, and and, and the, the, I think the beauty of it is we do an aware, awareness training and then we back it with some phishing. Um, we give them some clues to, to reinforce what they've learned or what they need to know, some of their vulnerabilities, some of their uh, um, knowledge gaps. So we do some phishing training, um, um, and, you know, uh, simulated phishing attacks, and it's it's great. It, uh, I mean, I get feedback from from some of the employees who actually 100% buy into the whole system and say, "Wow, I picked that up," and they point out the red flags, and I'm like, "Wow, that's great." So so I think doing both the simulation and also doing the uh, the training, monthly training, actually hits the nail on, on right on the head, and 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 a lot of people actually learn a lot, which is, uh, it's it's interesting. I, I I did several seminars, and we kept talking about the human aspect of cybersecurity, but uh, what I'm seeing is a lot of uh, organizations are not spending enough time on the human aspect of education of cybersecurity. You could have all the backups, encryption, firewalls. You could put all these uh, intrusion detection and, and prevention. I mean, eventually the human aspect of it needs to be uh, compensated and, and learn the, the uh, those are going to be your, your vulnerabilities there. Um, even if you have a super infrastructure that, that meets all the criteria to, to make sure that you're not vulnerable, your, your human aspect is, is the moving target. So we need to talk a lot more about training and the humanistic aspect of cybersecurity. Right. I couldn't agree with you more. Right. You know, you've got 
you know, the Verizon data breach report, I think the original one is probably, you know, well over 10, 12 years old, still continues to point out every year that, you know, 90% of all cyber related incidents are related to a human doing something wrong. Um, whether that be misusing passwords, you know, going yeah. to websites they shouldn't, you know, you know, sticking in a, uh, a USB drive they found in the parking lot. It, it really does come down to that human factor. And, and, you know, folks have talked about the idea of a human firewall and, and you know, making sure that, um, that they address that. And, and I think it's a critical step because you're not going to solve everything with technology, right? You know, backups are important. Uh, don't get me wrong. Endpoint protection is important. But if you're going to prevent ransomware, you know, let's let's make sure that your employees aren't clicking on things that they shouldn't click on. Um, so it's a, it's it's a big component in it. I want to circle back to the simulated phishing. Um, you know, I know as as we do simulated phishing, um, you know, we've been making the uh, the simulated fishes harder and harder. Um, you know, more difficult trying to mimic what's going on in the world. So it's good to hear that your uh, employees are catching them. What do you think the percentage is? I know, I know you don't have a lot of clickers or people sharing data anymore. Um, but how many people are actually identifying that there's uh, that the phishing is working? I would say I, I, maybe about 70%. I, I know the last report I, I received, I had to double check because there was zero clickers. I'm like, no, this can't be real. There's <laughs> always about two. There's always at least one or two. But the last report that, that we seen, it said zero clickers. I'm like, wow. So I went in, I went into the portal and I looked and I, I, I dug in a little bit into information. There was like zero clickers. So I'm like, wow. So I sent out a congratulations to all the users, you know, the red flags. Here's the one of the first reports we've gotten in years that actually no one clicked. Uh, so they were excited. I was excited about that. So even though we're escalating the, the phishing uh, to be a little bit more difficult, they're actually, you can see the learning curve is, is, is working. So. Right. Just to, just to pivot a little bit, I know that, uh, you know, a lot of municipalities are facing cyber insurance challenges. Um, and I know the joint insurance fund that you're, you're, you're a member of, you know, has mandated some basic cybersecurity requirements. Do you see that as a trend in, um, you know, in the government space, in the municipal space where cyber insurers are going to continue to enforce, um, you know, uh, municipalities, uh, school districts, counties to kind of, uh, up their security game? I think so. And I think it's a great partnership. I, I think it's going to become a trend. And and, and I, if it's not already, um, and you are right, a lot of my colleagues, um, IT professionals in the in public sector and the education sector are challenged by that. Um, they, we've had several seminars and several, several meetings because it wasn't really clear what they needed to do. But as a collective and as a community, we've been actually assisting each other and saying, okay, this is what the bottlenecks we have. This is actually what they're asking for. These are the things that you should do. So it's becoming a community conversation as it, be, as it becomes a trend and mandated. But uh, I, I think it, it, is, it is a helpful mandate. And I think it just helped the community a little bit more. Um, you know, several, several towns actually over has been hit and we've been getting fished by their email. So we're not isolated. We're not islands. We all communicate with each other and work with each other. So the more and more the uh, the uh, GIF or, or the insurance company mandates it, I think that it helps the community as a whole. Great. Any other um, 
anything else you're seeing in the you know you sorry the municipal space uh, you know are there other threats other than you know the ransomware phishing attempts um you know are you seeing social engineering are you seeing any kind of denial of service uh you seeing any exfiltration of data any anything else other than the you know the basic ransomware phishing no, I think uh, I think uh, you know the spoofing is getting higher and and they're getting a lot more uh, smarter because I think they're tying the social engineering because they've seen the trend of 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 the learning curve so they're getting a lot more smarter. Um, but the the botnets, the uh, uh the denial service, all those things I think are still uh, a great threat and including the uh, the uh, ransomware. Um. But one of the things uh, going back a little bit is as far as mandates. I think one talk I had in uh, uh, in Trenton was uh, hopefully with uh, with uh, civil service towns they start making it a mandate for them to have some level of of cybersecurity training. If you want to be if you're a civil service town and then you 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 want to work in a civil service town to to have a basic cybersecurity awareness training prior to getting hired. I think that would help tremendously to just get the people walking in in the door to have a basic understanding of cybersecurity. Well, I know I know the uh, interns that we've hired. Uh, we hire a couple of interns every summer. Um, you know, they come in with it. They're getting it in high school. They're getting it in college. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. um, they're getting simulated fished, um, which I you know I find you know ironic that you know you know you know universities and colleges are now practicing. Um, you know, some good basic hygiene, cyber hygiene. So I think it's interesting. One yeah. of the things, one of the things, and, and I just going to kind of wrap up on this. Um, one of the things we like to do, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Um, you know, we're Harbor Technology. Uh, we've, we've got that Harbor in our name. Um, and, and I ask all of our guests at the end of the interview, if there's any kind of, you know, harbor beach resort kind of location that you recommend um and if you would give us uh, our listeners uh, a place to go get a burger or a uh, a cold beverage um you know someplace of your choice where in um in in my area no no wherever wherever i i have had folks talk about uh you know grand cayman i've had folks talk about long beach island so uh you know give me uh Give me your favorite beach spot and a uh, and a place to uh, to get a cold beverage. Ah, uh, well, um, it, it's I would have to go local. Um, I, there's a place that I go to once in a while. I haven't been there in a while. It's I think uh, it, it's an old place. It's actually called Old Canal Inn in Bloomfield. Uh, they have some good uh, atmosphere. The cold beverage is is good. Uh, the conversation is good. So. I Good. want that, to shot, shot them out. <laughs> That's great. You know, one of the things we're trying to do is put them all on a Google uh, on a Google Earth image and maybe share it with our podcast folks later this year. So uh, we'll make sure that that push pin gets into uh, Bloomfield. Uh, yeah, I want, I want to thank you and I want to give you an opportunity here at the end to kind of, you know, anything that I missed, anything else that you'd like to add. Um, but you've been a wonderful guest and and, you know, I thank you for your time. No, I think we covered it all. Um, um, I'm happy that that the conversation is becoming more and more mainstream, and that, um, as I said at the inception, that administrations are buying into the IT and bringing them uh, at the decision table to at least to listen and 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 to involve them not only at the end or middle of a project, but towards the beginning of the conversation. How IT uh, plays roles in 
in 99% of uh, governmental projects. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Cybersecurity is as an everyday language now, everyday conversation, and I, I look forward. Um, and, and it's an everyday fight. Um, um, I, I, I've, I've yet to say it's a losing battle, but uh, it, it's an everyday fight. Perfect. Um, and again, thank you for your time today. Um, congratulations again on the promotion, and I think you know elevating the information technology security conversation at the business administrator level and at the elected official level is going to be important going forward. And I think you're at the front end of that. I appreciate it. Harbor's innovative processes are based on industry standard frameworks that are tailored to meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. We would also like to thank Tom Marshall for the original music. Yes, that Tom Marshall from Fish fame. Harbor's portfolio of services is designed to meet the cybersecurity needs of small and medium enterprises. We offer a range of services from cyber risk advisory to VCSO consulting to meet specific security requirements without putting a strain on your technology budget. If you like what you heard here, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues. We release new podcasts every other week and are available on Spotify and Apple. You can reach us through our website if you have additional questions or suggest a great harbor we should mention on our next show. 